Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Friday for those that are here live. For those of you here at any day that you're here, thanks so much for joining us. As it happens, oh, my sound isn't that good. Why is that? Okay, hopefully my sound is better now. As it happens, many times, thank God, when we are on the boost, we see our signs along the way. It happens to be that we're talking a lot about this idea of unconditional giving and this week's Torah portion, which we'll get to during timeless lessons, is all about the number one draft pick of the Jewish people. Moses, who excelled at one thing more than anything else, which is thinking of other people. If you look at Moses' life, if you studied the Torah portion, you'll see that what the Torah brings out is really Moses' ability to think of other people unconditionally. And that is God's metric that he uses to pick them in the first draft, in the first round of the, of, of the draft. So let's go a little bit further into this because we start, we stopped yesterday with this concept of stop counting. And I want to sort of take it a little bit further and maybe we could even circle back on some of the questions that I got. And I got a whole bunch of questions about sort of how to make sure we don't go too far. There are people that are givers and I think the risk is not giving. I think the risk is over giving. And they give and give and give and give and give and everyone around them just takes and takes and takes and takes and takes. So there's a balance there. There's a balance between how do I give unconditionally? How do I stop counting? And then at the same time, how do I make sure that when I am giving to people, I'm not just conditioning them just to take for things from me until they suck me dry. So we'll, we'll hopefully get there. But let's, let's finish this point, which is counting. One of the great flaws like we speak about all the time, is, is the illusion of validity, right? Is the ability to predict into the future. The ability to know when something's coming back my way. But let me tell you another big flaw that we have. The ability to understand somebody else's mind. To know when my actions are having an impact. I give a gift to somebody and they seem unappreciative. I'm giving to my child, my friend, and it seems like they don't even understand where it's coming from. I'm waiting for it to come back, and it's not coming back. In the business world, I've made re multiple referrals to them, and I've been helping them out, and I don't seem to get anything in return on the business side. We look at the world, and we think we can count. We can count what I'm supposed to get back. It's like we think that life is like a transaction. I go to the counter. I want an orange. I give out the money. He hands me the orange. He counts. I count. And we're good. It's a simple thing. I'm on Amazon. I want to buy something. My brother's here on the, uh, on the boost. Rob, Andy, and Ken. Just to say how awesome they are. 
saw I was quoting from the closer. They saw my eyes twinkle when I mentioned the name Mariano Rivera. The next two days, I come, next two days, I come into my house and my kids know that my greatest gift that you can get me is a book. I don't know. There's something about having a book on your doorstep that's like... It's endless, it's endless joy. Like who knows where you can go? Who knows what you can know? My kids, that's like the joke in my house. When they, when a package comes up, we get so excited and they're like, what do we got? And they're like, oh, it's a book, daddy. I'm like, yes, a book. So they saw the, the joy that I got. So they sent me Mariano Rivera's book, The Closer. So hopefully I'll have some more information. You go to Amazon.com, you want to buy somebody something, the price, I send you money, you send me the book. And we think that's how life works. So we count. It's been such, it's been so long, and this is what I get. You ever hear this stuff? I've been taking care of you for X amount of, I've been doing this, this, and this, and this, and this. We, we we start to count the stuff that I've been giving you, stuff that I've been doing for you. And then we're like, where's the transaction doesn't make sense. And we think that's the way to do it. And the reason we think that's the way to do it is because we got to protect ourselves. We got to protect ourselves. And people are going to take advantage of us. And depending on where you grew up and what your schooling was and what your job is and how good your boss is and, and your family, you start to build this stuff up. You gotta, you gotta take care of yourself. I grew up in New York. I walk the streets every you know week. There are times where I'm like, I don't gotta take care of myself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get run over. I'm gonna get run over by the people around me. This my, I started my life in law, in law. Everything we did every day was taking care of your client because otherwise other clients can come after you. And so we live in this world of, if you don't take care of yourself, no one's taking care of you. I think every year I have one friend or colleague or person who I meet who tells me the exact same story, just different versions. The story of like their parent, like that says, trust me, jump into my arms. You know, these stories and they jump into their arms and the parent moves and the kid falls and the parent goes, remember, you can't trust anybody. You ever have these stories? I think once a year, I get a version of the story once a year. I get, I'm like, oh my God, I would never to my kids. You ever, you ever hear this stuff? You ever hear like, you ever get this like at work with like, you know, someone like takes money from you or, and then you get to like the, remember, you can't trust anybody. You hear the stuff with politics right now going on right now? You're, you, you, are you following like the rhetoric? The other side are coming after you. They're coming to destroy you. Right? You feel this way? You hear this stuff? Can I tell you honestly? It's a lot of our history where that stuff happened. Where people really messed us over. We've got a lot of stories where people 
did some bad things to our people. It's part of the rhetoric. It's part of the rhetoric of watch your back. Watch your back. And when you when you live like this, you count. You track. You always want to make sure you're getting yours. So it seems to me that what I'm talking about is like Pollyannish. Like it's it's nice for the morning boost, but like, come on. Like it seems like what I do all day is like, you know, have people hold hands and sing kumbaya. And I think there's a block that we're worried about, which is if I really live this way and learn how to give unconditionally, then the only person that's going to lose is me, right? And the, the next line that we love so much, which is no good deed goes unpunished. You know this one? I love this one. No good. I don't know who's making up this stuff. You know who's making up the stuff? The same guy who makes up uh, Rockabye Baby on a Tree. Did you ever listen to Rockabye Baby on a Tree? Can you imagine a lullaby to like soothe the baby? Rockabye Baby on a Treetop. And the kid's like, you're putting me on top of a tree? When the wind blows, the cradle will rock. He's like, you're putting me on a tree on a, cra- on a, on a windy day? When the bow breaks, the cradle will fall and down will come baby cradle and all. Who ever thought that was a good lyric? Who ever thought that, that was a good idea for lyrics of, of a lullaby? That same crew. That's making up lyrics to, te- to soothe babies to sleep, that they're putting a baby on a tree that's going to fall down, is making up the lyrics of, no good deed goes unpunished. In case you think you're going to be good today, remember, remember, if you want to be good today, mm, someone's going to hit you with a two by four for being good. You know what you should do instead? You should, be, you should really knife the guy in the back and win. Winning is everything. You know who they say said that? Vince Lombardi. And then Vince Lombardi said, I never meant that. We, it's, it's our rhetoric. We live in this world. And we don't see the gray. It's black and white sometimes. We look at other people that they seem so soft, so out to lunch smart people and i gotta tell you by the way if you grew up in certain areas of academia you get this even more for those who know what i'm talking about you know exactly what i'm saying i part of my upbringing in that world of corporate law is a world of if you if someone says like good idea too quickly they're like you're soft in your thinking being critical is almost like a value not critical analytical critical like critical And it gets at us. It, we, we, some, we, we seem to think the smartest guy in the room is the guy who, who isn't impressed. It's funny because I don't think God is soft. Like, my sense is that God, like, knows what he's doing. Like, he, you know, he built the world. I'm not sure if God's got to pick a guy to be the leader. He's going to pick what seems like the softest guy in the book. You look at Moses' life, all that man's doing is given. Prince of Egypt, first day on the job, he's out there in the Jewish ghettos back then, helping people, kills a man, an Egyptian, to protect a Jew he doesn't even know, runs to Midian, 
protects the shepherdesses from these bully shepherds taking care of the sheep. Fights against Pharaoh for some slaves. Goes up against God himself. And when God tells Moses, how about we wipe out the Jewish people? And I start a new nation with you. Moses is like, no, to God. I mean, can you think of someone more Pollyanna than Moses? So what in the world does God see? That the creator of the lyric, no good deed goes unpunished, doesn't. Like what's missing in the world of partisan news that God seems to not be on the same page for. And this is the world that we have to fully get. And I don't want to rush through this stuff. So I hope that neither do you. Because a one-liner and a catchphrase and a nice idea that doesn't change us. It doesn't change us. You can't gulp coffee. You sip coffee. You you can't gulp concepts. You sip them. You apply them and you go back and you think about them. The greatest gifts that you give me on this show, honestly, is these emails that just, they're like, they're lights along the way. I got an email yesterday from somebody who started doing the gratitude in a group of people and everybody started to get into it and she was blown away. I'm reading this email this morning and I'm like in tears. I got an email from someone asking this question. I'm thinking, this is why we do this because someone's thinking, applying it and ask email another person who's understanding relationship with her mom differently. Like you have to sip this stuff. We have to sip and, and we have to, we have to get our heads around this, this tension between the world that seems to be taking advantage of us if we don't take care of ourselves and between the spiritual guidance of giving like God means giving unconditionally. One of the greatest Kabbalists of all time, a man named Rabbi Moshe Kodavar, who I quoted earlier, was not wrong when he said that if you follow the way of God, you basically are becoming this unconditional giver that is compassionate, that sees the good in people that even harm you. And if you ever read this book called Tomer Devora, if you want to like read like advanced, advanced, advanced giving, order Tomer Devora. There's copies in Hebrew. There's copies in English. There's fully translated copies. It's going to blow you away when you're like, this is impossible. This morning I was reading a piece of it and he was speaking about when somebody harms you, the way you're supposed to react to the person who harms you is to search for goodness that he does for somebody else and see the goodness that he does for somebody else and then use that as a way to simmer down the feelings you have against him. Not even like, remember he did something good for me? And I'm thinking like, Rabbi, are you crazy? Like, who are you speaking to? Like, wait, somebody harms me and I'm supposed to look back at them 
and see something positive in what they did for somebody else? Yeah, the rabbi who's a billion times holier than me says. Because I know stuff that you have no idea about. And what I forget before I wake up in the morning is what you'll probably learn in your entire life. And yeah, I'm telling you how it works. How could that be, rabbi? Nice guys finish last. There's a tension we got to get. Sometimes it's good to have a little tension. Sometimes it's good, good to go into the weekend with a little tension. Sometimes it's good to say, how do I make this work? Because how it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense when God says, emulate me. Emulate me, God says. You want to really be able to tap into spirituality? You want to really be able to live a life that is so much greater than the physical world can ever offer you? Do you want to really know what it's like to feel something that is so addictive that your, your mouth can't even mouth the words? You know, that sense you get once in a while. Do you want to live with that sense every single morning? Then guess what? Act like me. What do I got to do, God? Not eat for the rest of my life? No. Not enjoy the world? No. Separate myself and live somewhere where all I do is meditate? God's like, nah. What do I got to do, God? Give the way I give. In Hebrew, this is a very Hebrew, this is a very Hebrew focused boost today. I don't know. I guess I'm feeling Shabbat coming. In Hebrew, there's a concept in which it says, Mahu Afhata, if by God, then by me. And when you look through the Talmud, they list the things that, and everyone is, he helps people, he closed the, 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 the needy, he. But, but God, don't you know that if I give to too many people too much, I'm going to be a rag? Where, where's, the, where's the footnote that says, give only if the people around you appreciate you? God's like, there's no footnote. Figure it out. So how do we figure it out? The answer is independence which we'll have to get into on Sunday with God's help. The only way you make this work is when you totally change the paradigm of giving. The only way you can tap in, in my opinion, to true giving is when you change yourself as a giver. And when you realize that it is your that your only real goal is to give. If you have nothing left, you can't give. If you are hurt, you can't give. If you are giving and as a result of giving, you are spoiling the people around you, that's not really giving. Sometimes giving is not giving. Sometimes the greatest gift you can give someone is not give. Let me tell you this and I'll end with this. When my kid is doing math homework and he's struggling through something and I want to be done, me giving him the answer is not giving. 
sometimes the greatest gift I can give you is to not give you. But no matter what's happening, you always have to be the giver. How do we apply this? We'll talk about it. Let's go into the weekend with this tension. You know, every time when we we try to end the boosters, try, we try to be able to do something. Well, when Shabbat comes, you're not supposed to do anything, really. You're supposed to be thinking. So let's think about this for those that are interested. If you're hearing this at a non-Shabbat day, then whatever day it is, it's okay. Which is, how does that tension work? How do I become a giver unconditionally and manage to live in this world? And maybe next week with God's help, we'll try to solve that difference. All right, everybody. Have an awesome weekend. Have a good Shabbos, Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for tuning in for the week. Really appreciate it. And I really hope we get to continue this and really get underneath this together. So thanks for being here. With God's help, can't wait to see you again next week. Shabbat Shalom.